0: Welcome back to Mages and Murder Dads, the best show dedicated to the Baldur's Gate franchise and beyond. I'm Cameron, and I play Ticklevar the Sorcerer. And I am Danny, and I play Balthazar
1: the Barbarian.
0: This is episode
1: 42, and uh, we did something special today. We did something really special. We, we are finished with the Baldur's Gate franchise. Mm-hmm. Cue Daniel Day-Lewis. I'm finished.
0: It'll be funny. I'll, I'll, I'll add that in there.
1: It's, it's him saying, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done mm-hmm. with
0: it, y'all. Dun, 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 dun. I don't know if that. I don't know if uh, "Rights of Spring" is the song that's used there, but it's something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh! And you know, and it really <laughs> wasn't. It really wasn't that much uh, additional stuff. You know, yeah. wait, what would you say? What ten percent for this episode? I mean, if you're thinking about screens, it's two screens. It's two screen. You know, we haven't really done our screen uh, measurement uh, quality or ratio before, but you are correct. We, there was a screen and then there was another screen. Correct. Yeah. And that was the entirety of this, this final little thing. And I I think what we're going to do in this episode is we're going to, uh, we're going to talk about the end here. We're going to talk about the kind of throwing a ball as a whole, and then we'll do another episode. The next episode will be kind of our big reflecting on the franchise decompression decompression because there's really not that much for us to talk about here um but i think we'll have a fruitful convert but
1: uh councilman could you i know that there's going to be one viewer listener out there Mm -hmm. and this is the first episode that they watch and we're going to tell them hey this is the end of the of the franchise there's 41 episodes before now give Mm -hmm. us in 30 seconds the mm-hmm. story up until this point.
0: Oh gosh, uh, <laughs> that's that's not that is impossible uh, for the entirety of the Baldur's Gate franchise. Yeah once you were born and you were a little baby baby and your dad was the the god of murder ball and you were in a cult of ball and you had a little brother and uh this guy Garion came and he took your uh, little brother and he said hey i'm gonna rescue one of you two and he didn't rescue your brother so he took you to candle keep and at candle keep you were raised your whole life and no one ever told you you were a little bitty baby child of ball and then when you grew up Grian said, "Hey, let's take you out somewhere else." And he took you out to the woods, and you were just a little, you know, guy hanging out, level one dirt farmer slash book learner. Mm-hmm. And uh, guess who was there? There's a guy named Saravak there, and he was out there, and he murdered your dad. And he murdered your dad because he was guess what? Your little bitty baby brother all the way back. There, but you don't know that until you play ninety hours of this game. But uh you then you went to all these different places and you decided to go and become the protector of Baldur's Gate and you killed your baby brother, and then you uh went on to Werewolf Island, you did that, and then you fought a demon and you did that, and you went to Derlik's Tower and you did that too, and then there's Baldur's Gate too, and a guy named John Irenicus stole you and you found out that your childhood friend named Emma Wynn was also your little baby sister who also presumably was in that uh, you know cult thing with your little baby brother and then they all went and did a big ass adventure stole her soul uh, went to an insane asylum for the, the magic people uh, got betrayed by Sam Havarian, went to the Underdark, did a bunch of stuff down there, came up from the Underdark, fought a bunch of elves, went to the different elf palace, fought different elves and elementals, and then went and fought John Irenicus. Then, you had a bunch of other brothers and sisters that you didn't know, and they might not be your little baby brother or your sister, and then you fought all of them and killed them one by one, and then they all came back together in death essence you another character who you did not know was the bad guy and then lo and behold they were the bad guy and then guess what in this episode we killed that person excellent job and that's and and that that and, all and, of Baldur's Gate and
1: there's your whole like week of editing where you like screen that one for one with the relevant footage <gasps> in your hard drive oh, no, no. that's not it's not gonna happen <laughs>
0: that is not going to happen <laughs> maybe I'll get some footage of me like flipping through the Baldur's Gate novels <laughs> yeah <laughs> Mm-hmm. Excellent job. That's the story.
1: And we're we're ending it today. It's over. It's Thank bu- God.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, I lay the death
0: blow on the other Balthazar. Yes. The good one. This is the end of last episode. Yeah. I, yes. Technically good Balthazar.
1: Yeah. I kill the good ba- Balthazar. And... It's, it's time. I, I, I get that vision from the solar, and, and Melisandra is revealed to actually be a Melisandra. Oh. Mm-hmm.
0: And she, she's the bad one. She's the real bad one. Mm-hmm. She's the true bad, because she was a priestess of Baal who, like, helped make this whole thing happen. She facilitated the ritual. And yes. while she
1: herself is not a ball spawn, she is immensely powerful because of uh, her inside knowledge
0: of the way this ritual works. Yeah, she knows how to like split and then put back together ball essence. Mm-hmm. It's kind of kind of the way that I've understood it. It's like a
1: chemist, but instead of uh, meth, it's ball essence.
0: Mm, yes, it's like a carpenter, but instead of a fallout shelter, it's ball essence. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the
1: so uh, you you have nowhere to go except the pocket plane. This
0: is where yeah. you go. Yeah, so when you kill Balthazar, you, you teleport to the Solar. The Solar does what it always does, and it says, uh, Hey, guess what? Uh, hey, there, hey Pepperonis. Hey, there <laughs> hey Pepperonis. Uh, there's another challenge here for you in the pocket plane. Anyway, go do that. Bye. And when you do that challenge, you can then go fight Amelisandra. Mm-hmm. So that's what you gotta do. That is where
1: we are. Uh, the the lineup on on Danny's side we've got Balthazar, level forty half orc barbarian, mm-hmm. has fourteen charges of the high level ability greater whirlwind. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Just that's chain them back to back, mm-hmm. um, wielding plus five phobane. A a bastard sword that drains the life essence of its enemies Mm -hmm. and uh, and bestows it upon Balthazar Uh, it was I had to go to the first level of watchers keep which is not covered in this show ever and just Mm -hmm. kill like an ogre or something and it just dropped it and then I upgraded it somehow Uh, in the other hand Depending on my mood, either a war hammer named Cromfair, which raises my strength to twenty-five and slays elementals and golems with a single hit, or Rune Hammer plus five, which slays undead in a single hit. You know, depending on my mood. Mm-hmm. That's the lineup flavor.
0: No. That's the lineup on Danny's side. What does what does Cameron have over there? You know, just r- before we get into <laughs> into my lineup, I do want to say that um, while there have been a lot of weird choices by this administration (laughs) the reintroduction of gladiatorial combat Mm -hmm. by the stein uh, administration is pretty cool (laughs) like i feel like i can i feel like i've been able to directly translate some of the knowledge that i've gained in baldur's gate to you know my saturday afternoons which is pit fighting
1: It's, it's pit fighting I think that it's good that this stuff came along because you weren't exactly, like, gung-ho about sports. You've never been that interested in, for example, American football. You're right. But this is finally an athletic endeavor you can get behind. It's got the
0: individualism Mm -hmm. of tennis Mm -hmm. and the uh, long-term health impact of American football. Yes, exactly. And those are the things I like about those activities, of course. Mm -hmm. You don't have to depend on anyone and... You lose a finger or two. Occasionally. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, so I've got same team, same team as before, uh, Ticklefar, level question mark, question mark, sorcerer. I mean, yeah, could you give a range on these levels? Are they like... It's probably level 29. He's not level 30. Okay. So 28, 29, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they're all around this level range. We got Mazzy, who's got like a level four short sword. She's she's good to, to go with. Uh, or a plus four not a level four plus four short sword good it's a sentient sword it is level four it's a level four (laughs) like carpenter yeah yes exactly uh level level eight dirt farmer level four carpenter sword multi-class um then we have viconia doing priest stuff we've got uh nira doing wizard stuff we got saravak Slaying things. My little bitty baby brother, of course. And then we have basically just Balthazar in my party. And then we have uh, bringing up the rear, Valigar, which commenters said would be bad. And lo and behold, <laughs> isn't great. <laughs> so that's my olive branch to the commenters. Uh, <laughs> well, there you, you go. weren't wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. So in, there's this thing called yes. the Ravager.
1: Yes. In the final chamber. You go in. If you walk like halfway up, like the the uh, the kind of little tunnel to this final chamber, there is a cutscene. The cutscene rearranges your whole party into like a this standard array of like I think like two people, like three people Mm -hmm.
0: and three people, or two people and four people. Yeah, it's like a little wedge. Yeah, yeah, it's because there's a cutscene and it like teleports you, yes. basically to new positions. That's important for this. Very important. And a the Slayer.
1: This this particular demon that has always represented ball appears, and the demon says, "Hey, I'm the Ravager, and I am this final aspect of you, and uh, you're gonna have to defeat me." If you want to get out of here, but you're not going to defeat me cuz I'm the Ravager. I think that's basically what he says, right? Yeah, yeah, it doesn't have a lot of dialogue. Or it doesn't have a lot of dialogue. And uh and then a fight begins. And the the here's the let me give you like the tail of the tape on this fight, right? Okay. Tale of the tape. Um the Ravager is a 500 hit point creature. It uh, immediate, It has a very high magic resistance. It has a high resistance of everything, including all physical damage. Um, it casts this kind of uh, aura of blades type spell, where anything mm-hmm. within that aura takes persistent damage. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the high-level priest spell. It doesn't really bother chasing you down, because if you start running away, it will just throw magical daggers at you that home in on you. Mm, classic um meanwhile all around the ravager probably i would say about six to ten uh animated blades appear the moment you kill one another spawns immediately so there will always be like that number six to ten somewhere in there and you cannot leave this chamber and you actually can't even go too far down the ramp to where like the door is sealed like you cannot go like, it seems a little strange, but you, you can barely even go down that ramp. Uh, pretty tight little arena, too. This is kind of the tail of the tape of the fight. Yeah.
0: How'd that go? For me? Yeah. Well, let me tell you a little little thing that okay. I discovered. Uh, between the, basically, during the last three episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't care about the fights in these games anymore. Mm-hmm like at all we had a kind of a long discussion uh, last episode in episode 41 about uh you know me being generally displeased with how this game like the high level tactical combat as such and i like understand how it is supposed to work as a wizard right Mm -hmm. you get your contingencies you get your simulacrum you proliferate wizards you proliferate their ability to debuff your enemies and then chain spells in one turn right so you want to be casting three or four high level spells in one turn based on contingency wish spells all kinds of stuff like that Mm -hmm. i get that and i know that i could put in the the two or three hours it would take to like really make all that happen and understand how to use it really well like i understand how they work but to like maximum efficiency to to basically play the game in the way that you're playing it but for Mm -hmm. a wizard Mm mm-hmm and I find that soul sucking, like all of the joy. And I really enjoy these games, like the the Baldur's Gate games so far. But basically, Throne of Ball as a uh, expansion, mm-hmm. it has sucked all of the joy out of the Baldur's Gate franchise for me. I I actively hate it. So um, and so, mm-hmm. sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah, it seems like. We've talked about the way in which combat is programmed in these games, Mm -hmm. and we've talked about the similarities between Throne of Ball and Siege of Dragonspear, Mm -hmm. in which the way in which combat is made. I think the big difference is Siege of Dragonspear happens in between Baldur's Gate 1 and Baldur's Gate 2, Mm -hmm. and that's kind of like bread and butter D&D fighting,
0: right? Yeah, it's fireballs. Awesome. like that's a, that's actually a really good cuz it's what like level 6-ish to 10 or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a good level. Yeah, fireball exactly. Skull mm, trap. Skull trap,
1: i cast web plus okay. one arrows. Yeah, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, right? And so yeah. I think that there is a certain level at, like where yeah, real tactical got to get all the combat but once you take that same level of difficulty and, like, the amount of care you need and you add on to that all of the high-level abilities and, like, end-game spell casting, which involves basically, like, program, like, programming all of your little people, right? Like, contingency, when I see an enemy so that, like, these particular spells go off, all of that, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. just becomes deeply
0: deeply it's so minutia based it's so fiddly right Well, it's just like never been what i've been in these games for either right like i really enjoyed the narrative building blocks and the weakest parts of the combat or or uh, weak slash the parts of combat i didn't care for i have always been able to either a brute force my way through or just kind of grin and bear it until you know until eaten. it clicked until it clicked and then we, you got something else right and then we get some like good beefy narrative chunks but in fact in this uh, expansion there actually aren't beefy narrative chunks i think it under it, it annihilates so much of the narrative before because you're really finding out like actually like whatever you have done throughout your long history as a ball spawn doesn't matter even a little bit a melisandre was doing this the whole time it was always going to be this way, no matter what choices you made in Baldur's Gate 1 and or, or, and 2. And I know why that happens. Like, programmatically, I understand, like, continuity between the games is you can't assure that. All those different things. But, uh, you know, I don't know. It just feel, it feels emptied out of mm-hmm. any kind of characterization that I would have. Um, and so there's not even that, like, oh, but at least the narrative will pay off in a really interesting way. It's really just like I'm I'm fighting the Ravager now. Yeah. It's gonna no, suck. I, I guess that, that is the, you can take, like, a per, in
1: Baldur's Gate 2, which I think Baldur's Gate 2 is the combat in 2nd edition or 3rd edition. I haven't played 5th, but I have, like, a deep feeling it's the same as in 5th or 4th edition, right? Like, that's as high-level combat as you ever want to play in any D&D game. You go any higher than, like, level 16, no
0: one's going to have any fun. Right. Yeah. Because you should it should all be like space wizard shit at that point. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. which is awesome. Like, that's super cool to me that, that at like level 12, you can just be like, all right, well, we're going to go to hell like every now and again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going to fight yeah. demons and shit down there. But and then we're gonna, gonna, like, that's that stuff's going to you're going to be bargaining with demons like exactly
1: fewer. And, there's
0: less and less combat. It is um, the threat of fighting, that be, like you liberate yourself from having to ever hit anyone with a sword. And if you do hit them with a sword, it's going to be like you are slaying them with some magical weapon. That like it becomes abstracted fighting, right? Yeah, you're not going toe to toe with rogues or whatever. The um,
1: so how do so what does this fight? What does the ravager fight look like with Ticklevar's party?
0: I just tried it a couple times, and those swords spawn in, and they just start wailing on you. And uh, I just immediately console commanded it. I did it like two times. I was like, "No, screw this. I'm not. Well, I'm not doing this." Let me let me at least say this
1: right. Mm-hmm. And I, this might be a little harsh, but I I think earlier you said that Throne of Ball has sucked all of the joy <laughs> out of yes. like some of this gameplay. Here's a, here's just a maybe a coincidence. Maybe it's a cause. Right? Mm-hmm. You unlocked console commands. You mm-hmm. you have robbed yourself of the sense of accomplishment and uh, a, that that normally overcoming these challenges would provide because once you use it you can never go back so you've completely uh, you've kind of neutered the experience for yourself what, what say you
0: you you dark soul on
1: me bro <laughs>
0: <laughs> am, am, am I what you're saying? yeah Are you what, dark what do you, soul what do you, difficulty man I mean I think that probably is true but. And at earlier levels, I think I would have definitely regretted that at the, at the point where we are basically two fights away from finishing the game. And one of those fights is going to take me two hours. There is no, there is no payoff good enough, just Mm -hmm. period. And I would feel that way about any other game. I, I, you know, I was tweeting about Nier Automata, like uh, a while back. few weeks ago and i feel the very same way about that like there are some difficulty spikes in that game that despite knowing what comes next and getting through them quote-unquote legitimately they are not worth it Mm. um they they are bad Mm. um i kind of feel that way about basically this in all ways so so i i mean point well taken maybe i have lost something i in never in my life would i ever be like well actually you know i uh I beat throwing a ball without console commands. hmm <laughs> You know, like everyone else. And also, maybe this is something to do with it too. I've beaten this game before without console commands. hmm Like in my lifetime. So How did that I don't work? I don't know. I do you think playing, your party was just a higher teenager. level? Yes. I'd done every quest and side quest in the game. hmm And probably done a lot of fighting in between while like <laughs> listening to music. Mm. Yeah. I probably, if not power leveled all the way up, power leveled quite a bit. So.
1: Well, Balthazar uh, had to approach this fight from many different angles. Mm-hmm. Um, I found that the animated blades were on their own. A very formidable challenge. Uh, the mm-hmm. the the Ravager does not chase you really, and you can actually get him into the Fog of War. And however, the animated blades always know where you are. Like when one spawns off screen in the Fog of War, it will immediately like come for you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and even with every uh, every potion, every relevant potion, every relevant scroll, um, every possible buff. At Balthazar's disposable disposal and Balthazar's two um Balthazar's two summons, which is like the the Ironhorn of Valhalla and, and the spider figurine, and mm-hmm. with the Ring of Gax, which I got from that horrible uh Lich named after one of the founders of this game. Mm-hmm. Even the even the um the animated blades, it was just a matter of time. Like they would attrition me or like I could maybe only kill like six or seven, right? Mm-hmm. That plus uh, being in the, the, the wall of blades of uh, of the Ravager really did a number. So I probably, I, I, I put my nose up against this for uh, two hours and
0: then I unlocked console commands and I killed it. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you did. I, I, yeah, I didn't, uh, it might, I, I might go through and get our our Discord messages, but you were like, all right, sweet, I'm going to play this. I'll be ready in like an hour. And then I, I had a little bit of a time delay this afternoon, so I had to 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 do some stuff, and then when I got home, I was like, "All right, you ready to record?" And you were like, "Yeah, no, I'm I'm still fighting the ravager." Um, so I knew things had gone bad. No, um, it was
1: uh, there is no, it is beyond me to figure out how it would be ever be possible. Maybe I built Balthazar suboptimally. Maybe it would be possible to do this, um,
0: solo. Do you have hardiness? The forty percent damage resistance spell or special ability high level ability i don't yeah Mm. so it might be that that
1: with maybe with greater whirlwind you're supposed to be specializing in two-handed weapons like the two-handed swords because Mm -hmm. that would maximize or if you're using two one-handed swords maybe you're supposed to go critical strike um so all of those things but at maximum level i can i can get i think i got him once to injured I also spent a good hour, like, I recruited all those, I I recruited a full party. Whoa. I recruited a full party from the pocket plane. Um, and the problem is when you recruit them, even after you level up, they'll only be level 16. Oh, gosh. So you are locked out. Like, there is not a way to, like, get a full party that is, like, appropriate leveled. So, um, I don't, just did not have access to, like, the spells that I needed to really be able to do anything. Um. Yeah, deeply my feeling and this is the weird thing right is I feel like all the other fights in this game with Balthazar you playing the way I've been playing have been like imminently beatable including mm-hmm. like a bunch of dragons that you were just like I can't do this right mm-hmm. and this is like just so this like DPS race when this monster that has 500 hit points and like I'll hit it and it's like balthazar deals five damage parentheses 39 resisted
0: yeah garbage <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's rough i mean my you know this is the the disconnect or yet another disconnect between like the intent of the rules or the the capability of the D rule set versus the capability of the Ballersgate gate rule set mm-hmm. is that i have the ability to cast wish from one of my characters and i could just wish that thing dead in real life Or, you know... In In a a a, pen and paper paper campaign? No, in real life. Oh, in real life. Yes. Uh, You cast Wish. No, but yeah, in a pen and paper campaign, right? I could be like, I would like to strip its spell protections or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, like, the D&D, you know, rule set slash the DM would have to make a judgment call about how that works, this sort of extra gamey thing. But here, I've got to play by the, the rules that the game has set forward, which is just like, you know contingencies and whatnot. Anyway, whatever. This fight yeah. sucks. But then we get to go to the the actual the the real life throne for the throne of ball. In
1: defeating the ravager and in leaving the pocket plane you destroy the pocket plane forever.
0: Cespinar.
1: Cespinar has gone. All of like if you summoned every all of like those people, mm-hmm. all of your friends, and you like summon them to the pocket plane and you left to go to the Throne of Ball. Ostensibly, they're all dead forever. Yeah, they're dead. They're dead mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Throne of Ball is just like a pale green series of platforms floating in space. It's like a...
0: Um, like a leftover map from Planescape Torment. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Looks like to me. I mean, yeah. you, you've you already said that the pocket plane itself yeah.
1: looked... Very reminiscent of like some leftover assets from Planescape, it really does. It's
0: really weird. But mm-hmm. so we get there, Amelisandra is floating in a big, big green. Uh, we get a cutscene, she's floating in this big green column of energy. Sensible, of energy, of essence, I guess, of ball juice. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I did not mean to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not editing that out. No, I cannot even believe, <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that. Uh, that's real. My wife's shaking her (laughs) head in shame. I can't believe you've done this. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, yeah, like, ball essence. And she's, like, absorbing it and conduiting it and all kinds of stuff. And you show up and she says, hey, we're going to fight now. We're going to do a big fight. Oh, a very funny thing before we talk about that, though, so I guess your romance or whatever that you have, mm-hmm. you know, there's a little conversation with the romance person before you go to the throne of ball, and mine is Viconia, and uh, Viconia said to send Melisande screaming to her death, mm. Yeah, which is interesting, but anyway, so she's there, and Melisande says, uh, hey there, let us we're gonna fight now, it's the final boss battle, here we go, Mm-hmm. And I just console commanded her immediately. Yeah, I, I, I did not even bother trying this fight. Yeah, I tried it a couple times, but... I would um, have tried
1: it a couple times, but I used up all of my time allotment for today playing video games, bashing my head against the Ravager. And there's only, like, there's only so much time I have to, like, to, like finish this chapter and record this episode. And uh, sorry, sorry, noble viewer listeners, but, you, you know... Mm-hmm. that you're not going to find that level you can find a level of commitment necessary for us to record 42 episodes <laughs> of us playing Baldur's gate but you if you're looking for a level of commitment that would require me doing this fight legitimately after smashing my hand in a car door that is the ravager fight for two hours look
0: elsewhere noble viewer yeah. listener that's not us that's um, not us <laughs> sorry uh i do think so i did try it a couple times um and it got a little bit of the way in it, but it is interesting. She does, like, a two summons back-to-back. Back. The first summon is a um, from some, like, very high uh, table, like, very high-level monster table. Mm-hmm. And so I got, like, a, an elder orb and then, like, bone golems. And hmm. then she summons a thing called the Shadow Slayer or Slayer Shadow, something like that. And it's, as far as I can tell, just the Slayer. But... Hmm. A shadow version. And then they fight you, and I mean, I got her pips down a couple, but I was losing people and I could tell it was going to be like a big prep fight, and we're right here at the end, so I just... Did you go to like stage two?
1: Did you make it to stage... Like, so it's a three-stage fight. Like, you get her down, and then she yeah. goes back up to the beam, and then you got to like hit a button, and you got to fight monsters over at that button, and then when you hit the button, you cut her off, and yeah, you do that yeah, I did times. all
0: that. Yeah, I hate that. I think this is an incredibly poorly designed fight. Um, I would prefer another, like, Irenicus-style fight, where you go to the three things first. Mm-hmm. Because this, this entire fight is just designed around, uh, it's an attrition-based fight. Mm-hmm. Because you can't rest in between them. So, just whatever you come in this room with, as far as your spells are concerned, or, you know, item, or not item, but, uh, uh well, yeah, item, and then, uh, skill usage. All those different skills. That is all you get. Period. Mm-hmm. No more, no less. Um, and I, I hate that. I don't. I don't like the idea of like, I don't know, it being an attrition based fight. It requires you to be able to brute force your way through these fights, and they're all fairly similar. I thought. Yeah, it's like some elementals or something weird. Yeah, yeah, it's elementals and then like Meroliths, so like some summoned demons, and then ice trolls. So we, we yeah, a weird one.
1: Apparently there is a expansion or no, a mod called Ascension
0: mm-hmm.
1: for Throne of Ball. By that was made by one of the developers. Mm-hmm. And it does a few things. The first thing it does is kind of fix the Slayer form. Um when I use Slayer form, like whenever I look at it online, it says, Oh, the Slayer form is supposed to give you plus a hundred hit points, but it just docks my hit points to one hundred. Oh. Um and it's just kind of garbage. Uh, apparently the Ascension mod like fixes the Slayer and like, makes it more powerful and scale with experience. Cool. Another thing that it does is it alters some boss fights and makes them different and somewhat more challenging. I think this one's much more challenging because each of these energy things, instead of just this
0: random assortment of monsters, it's like bosses you've killed before. I think that would be much better. That would make a whole lot more sense, even. Because she has control of the essence, which means that she could get Yagashura or whatever. Or uh or um Balfour. Bodhi. Bodhi, yes. Yeah. Ironicus, that would be fine. Mm-hmm. Um I don't like it feels like Oh, we got to the final boss battle. Here's we're gonna do the boss battle, it's gonna be really hard. And then you gotta fight a bunch of chumps that are that are not, you know, something to laugh at. They're hard to fight. And I fought all these like chumps legitimately. I didn't console command any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's like, those, those chumps are only there to absorb your resources, so the next time you fight her in stage 2, stage 3, then that will be harder. And I understand that that's like how D&D functions, right? The adventuring day, how, like, I DM 5th edition, I've DM'd all editions uh, from like 3.5 and onward. I get how these work, and how the top-down design functions, that is not compelling in a video game. I'd be, and you know what? Some people would say it's not even compelling in a pen and paper game. You're right. You're right. Hundred um, percent. Like mm-hmm. I, but I feel like it. You know, fifth edition at least, right? Like that works better than it does in this scenario. Sure. Even if you hate them both. Um, but but I mean, case. the whole one of
1: the reasons why it's supposed to work is there's supposed to be narrative exposition scattered amongst those, right? Yes. Right. Oh, you you go in there and maybe you you have to fight some ice methods or something, and that, and they are kind of there to just soak up your resources but you discover something in that room Mm -hmm. the whole attrition thing really breaks down when it's oh it's attrition just in one fight yeah where there's no like cool narrative in between the little attrition bits
0: yeah and and attrition in a tabletop game is going to be based on uh choices that you're making like do you want to rest here and then potentially be attacked by random enemies or patrolling enemies or whatever or do you want to keep going and you are weaker? But the chances of being attacked or interrupted or whatever are less. You you know it's it's giving over narrative control versus maintaining narrative control, basically, and yeah. mechanical control. And there's no right. but A video game does not have that, or at least a video game from this era doesn't have that kind of conversational design to it. Um, so I, I don't much care for it. But anyway, I killed Melisandre. I'm uh, Melisandre. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just wrote down in my notes. I wrote down awful. Awful final fight. <laughs> just awful, awful. Mm-hmm. Um, but then a solar appears. The same one. Our solar body this whole time. Not reveal. I thought I thought at the end it would reveal like, oh, the solar is Helm. You know. Mm. Or a god. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a, just a solar, just an angel. Yeah. And uh, what did the solar say? Solar offers you a
1: choice. This, this essence gotta go somewhere, yo. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you've got uh, you got Amelison. She's still got a little bit of essence in her. She keeps, you know, very much protesting at this state of affairs where she's been defeated. She can't die because that that essence is still in her. We mm-hmm. got a bunch it's of like, essence in us.
0: It is welded to her. I think is what uh, what yeah. the Solar
1: says. Yeah. Um, basically, we can do one of two things. We can take Amelison's essence, keep it for ourselves, and we become. A new God here on this throne of ball, right mm-hmm this essence is inherently evil uh, there is no there is no um vindication if you were to choose this thing. the well, forces of good would be arrayed
0: against you for all eternity uh, that is very funny that is not what I got interesting because my you know my reputation is 19 or 20. it's very high wow so the way it's pitched to me is that you can take in the essence but you in doing so you are going to be pitted against like the essence is evil but you can keep it you know uh, subdued and then do good things theoretically like you are not consigning yourself to being evil forever Ooh. but like you slip up you get tempted whatever then you might become evil No, mine was, no, it is irrevocably evil. You are an,
1: because she, uh, the the Solar explicitly says, yeah, you're an evil being, and if you do this, this is
0: what's going to happen. See, I'm not an evil being. But the Um, other, the other option I thought was interesting, where the Solar says, if you surrender it, and we'll, I guess, strip it out of uh, Melisandre too, and we will go hide it in Mount Celestial. Yes. I thought that was a bad option.
1: We will, yeah, you will hide it in Mount Celestial. And the, this is also the pitch given to me. You will become mortal.
0: Mm-hmm. You yes. can live
1: out the rest of your days. All of this, like, drama and shit that's been following you around will stop. Right? The, 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 the duality uh, is uh, oh, you can, uh, you can, you know, if you become a god everybody's going to be after you. Cyric, totally going to be after you. You're going to be, like, subject to AO and, like, whatever he's telling you to do. And the forces of good are going to be arrayed against you and they're going to be pestering you all the time. Um, Hyper drama. Or you let it go. None of these, like, beings um, are going to seek you out. You're going to be finished with this stuff. That is the choice as given to me. What did you do? I didn't want no drama. I don't want people telling me what to do. <laughs> I was like, yeah, funny. take it. Take it.
0: Put it up in Mount Celestia. I don't want any of that shit. This is very funny. Ticklevar became a god. <laughs> Nothing sounds better than uh, a force inside of you and a chief god <laughs> and a bunch of other gods telling you what, exactly what you can and can't do. And what your place in the universe is. Exactly. There's no question. Mm-hmm. You're the god of murder. Mm-hmm. That's what you're up to.
1: So here's so, the so you make your decision and you and I get a little um, a little cinematic mm-hmm. and I immediately am angry at like the implications <laughs> given to me in this cinematic where it's like you've chosen to uh, to relinquish your power. So there's like a little cinematic of uh, Amelisan, She's trying to get the essence that I've mm-hmm. like let go, and the whole throne the the throne of ball blows up and she dies. Right? Yeah, I got the same one. And then I get a cinematics like, you chose to be immortal, you let it go, but, you know, people from, from here on are going to seek you out, you're going to be renowned as, you know, a hero or a villain, and, and I'm like, that is not what I signed up for. The reason why I wanted this essence locked up on Mount Celestial is so I could go live on a farm and no one would tell me what to do anymore. Slay the dirt. I just want to I just want to go back and be a dirt farmer anywhere. That's, that's just all leave you me alone. And the the oh, cinematic man. completely contradicts all of that and it's like, "Oh, you're you're going to be renowned. You're, people are going to seek you out. People are going to talk about you all the time." And I'm like, "No. No. I would have just b- become a god if I was going to have to deal with this." Sorry. Immediate
0: immediate regret. Uh I also got a little cinematic that tells me what I was doing. And it said, you, quote, take your place as a force of balance and good. And I just kicked evil ass all across the universe with my, I don't know, godly wizard magic. And also the god of murder. Unclear. Unclear about how, what portfolio I got. (laughs) Like, what kind of god I am. But it it was uh, unequivocally good unequivocally doing the right stuff in the universe. So, whatever. I wasn't unhappy about it. Did I you also get got, any... Oh, yeah. Keep going. Well, I got some um, uh, follow-up for the uh, my my other characters. My party members. Oh, yeah. Tell me what happened. I'll, I'll give you the rundown really fast. Mm-hmm. Viconia, she founded a uh, cult to Shar in Waterdeep, and then they betrayed her, so she killed them all. And then later, uh, Soldan was attacked by the Zhentarim, uh, which we've talked about on the show before. Mm-hmm. And her and Drizzt Do'Urden got together, and then they defeated them. And then the elves let her into SLr and then she, she decided she didn't want to be involved. Hmm. A little bit uncomfortable that the only two drow of, like, importance in the Forgotten Realms somehow ended up working together. Hmm. <laughs> <It's> a little, <laughs> a little, uh, hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, Valigar... He uh, went to, and became chief inspector in Athkatla, in and then uh, he reformed the Kald wizards, hmm. which is interesting. Saravak uh, just like whipped ass all around the countryside and like was kind of a defender and a conqueror, depending on who you talk to. And he uh, eventually disappeared. But the story tells me that, or you know, kind of a little note at the end said that he went back to Karatur to bury Tomoko, who was his, like, lover, wife. If you remember, we killed her all the I do, I do remember that, yeah, way yes. long ago. So he took her back to her, her homeland to make sure she was buried appropriately. Mazzy just kept adventuring. She created her own, like, adventuring party, and she retired in the ripe old age. And then Nira went and fought a bunch of the Red Wizards. She kind of, like, took it to the Red Wizards of Thay. Hmm. That's it. That's all, it's my whole party. Interesting. Yeah, it's fun, I thought. I like the Viconia one, despite the weird associations that that happened there, mm-hmm. that you like still could not really find peace anywhere. And Saravok, too, I thought that was a really appropriate thing. He was resurrected by us, right? Or by mm-hmm. me. And did good, did bad, was really conflicted, but eventually, uh, you know, kind of did a, did a, like a very important service for someone he cared about, which maybe means he's a little bit redeemed in the end.
1: I like that. I like yeah. those. It is funny that all of these people's adventures, like where do you go after you kill a god, and then one, of, and then the leader of your adventuring party becomes a god, and it's like, well, peace out, have cool adventures yourselves. Yeah, and then you just like, I, I guess Mazzy's just like raiding tombs, you know, yeah. for another for another
0: couple decades. Well, that's my thing too. Is like, uh, like if you ascended to godhood. Like, I'm me and you're you. We're in the real mm-hmm. world. You somehow ascend to, to godhood. I think I would, you would be my patron god. I think. Since you we think we're so? on, well, since we know each other on a personal level, mm-hmm. I we think have I the, would. we have the website together. Yeah, exactly. I would try to, you know, take advantage of that. I wouldn't go to Shar. That wouldn't yeah. be my, you know, whatever, some other random god. It just feels like if you know someone personally who becomes a god, that just becomes your god. Mm hmm. I don't know. Maybe That's other fair. Don't feel that yeah. way. So next episode, we're going to talk about our, our kind of big feelings about the the series, the franchise. I'm going to commit to reading the two Baldur's Gate novels. Okay, so I can report back about those. People have asked about those more than one time. We're we're going to talk about that. Um, and we're just going to talk kind of at a high level about these things. If you have any questions for us that you want us to answer, feel free to put them in the comments for this episode or to send them to us on Twitter. We would be happy to uh, to talk about some high-level or low-level questions. This is kind of a big thing that, you know, we finish this game. Um, and then we'll maybe talk about moving into the next game, which will be Planescape Torment. I think that's going to be really fun. Yeah, I, I uh, really do consider
1: leaving uh, leaving a question. I think we'll we'll spend a good bit of time answering Answering any
0: that uh, that are posed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And maybe Daniel play a little bit of uh Watchers Keep just to get the flavor. Yeah. Talk about I might talk talk to y'all a little bit about that. I've got mm-hmm. the save. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening. If you never listen again, I hope you had a great time doing all this. Mm-hmm. Thanks. But but please continue to also listen still.
1: Yeah, I if you've done that, you absolutely love all the all the content we ever do. Or you hate it so much you can't resist watching it.
0: Yep, you can uh look down in the description below, you can get a link to our Twitter, you can get a link to our Patreon where we uh do another podcast and some other stuff. Um and you can get a link to our Facebook page where you will receive more information about the things we do. We are starting an observer, uh the video game observer uh playthrough that's going to happen. That should the first episode of that will be up before this is up. So uh you can go and look at that right now. It's probably on your screen. Uh, in front of you to click on. So that's another fun little series that we've been working on. Yeah. All right. Well, that was uh, episode 42. Thanks so much for listening.
1: Have a good one and uh, ciao. So
0: safe Lando. Lando.